0: Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about organic matter. There's so many things about this that I find so fascinating, and I always learn that the more I learn, the more I need to learn. And so it's really cool to, to get into this and study This has been prompted by conversations with several of you. Uh, you guys are always pushing us to come up with good information and to help us have ideas, and I sincerely appreciate that. As we start with organic matter, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because some people just, they use the definition that organic matter is anything that was alive and is now in or on the soil. And in a loose definition, that is true because it was alive and it is now organic matter. However, the organic matter that I'm going to refer to is the organic matter that has converted into humus. And then some people would say it converts even farther to become organic matter. Other people use humus and organic matter interchangeably. Here's what we know. We know that in the process of decomposition, we lose 90%. 90% of the residue that we leave behind ends up being lost and not converting to organic matter. Now, we know that it is important. In nature, there is a law, a ratio, and it cannot be defeated. And it is this. In our soils, there will be 100 parts organic matter for every 10 parts of nitrogen for every one part of sulfur. And I say that because it's really important to understand sometimes we get a really great idea, or so we think, but it doesn't work out. I don't know. Maybe you guys have never done this. You've never had just this idea that was just incredible, and you thought, man, this is it. And then when you went to implement it, you realized that there were a lot of side effects that you didn't foresee. We worked several years ago with a grower, had a grower in a meeting. And someone had came and convinced him that he had organic matter, which was true. But what they convinced him to do was to apply 11 ton of shredded cardboard per acre. 11 ton. That's a lot of stuff, guys. That's a lot of residue to go on all at once. What happened? Well, they spread it. I think they lightly worked it in. But the same people who convinced him to put on the 11 ton of cardboard, convinced him to broadcast spray 28%. Guys, that was a train wreck. That was a recipe for a train wreck. Why? Because the cardboard soaked up all of the nitrogen and trying to get into that 100 to 10 to one ratio. And they had a train wreck for a crop. Now they did come in and they said, what can we do? And I said, the only thing I know to do is you're gonna have to inject nitrogen in the ground. And they came back with a colder and buried about four inches deep some more 28 and got somewhat of a crop, but nothing like they should have. And guys, what we have to remember when we're working with our soils is we can screw it up in one growing season, and it can take years or even a lifetime to fix it. You guys know how I feel about heavy metals, and sometimes we get some cheap, 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 cheap fertilizer source because it's loaded with mercury or cadmium or arsenic or chromium-6, whatever it is. And the problem with that is, is that once you get those things in your soil, they're there forever, there is no plan to remove those. The cardboard, it's not there forever, but there's no plan to remove it and it has to go through that decomposition process and 11 ton to the acre is going to take a lot of time to decompose. So what we were doing, we were looking for a shortcut. And I wanna encourage you that very rarely does a shortcut work. We call them long cuts here at our farm because usually it ends up being a long cut when we do that. I also want to talk about the fact that from the standpoint of organic matter, I'm very cautious in selling stocks. We're selling our corn stocks off of the field. If you have really high organic matter, if your organic matter is seven and you're growing 300 bushel corn, then I could understand that you're worried about the residue and you're not worried about... Taking your organic matter, but we want to be very cautious because sometimes we trade what we want right now for what we want in the long term, and if we're just turning a few dollars to get some bales, but we don't have adequate organic matter, nor are we charging enough to get back all of the nutrients contained in that stover, selling stocks is not a good idea for the grower. You guys know fundamentally, I believe that everything that happens in agriculture is good for someone. The question is who? And selling residue tends to be a much better deal for the guy buying it than it does the guy selling it. So talking specifically about organic matter in the top six inches of soil, we know there are about 2 million pounds of soil. So every 1% of the organic matter is going to be about 20,000 pounds. Every time we can get another 20,000 pounds of humus, we're going to end up with another 1% added on. Depending on where you read, they will say that 1% organic matter will hold anywhere from one half inch to one inch of rain. That's why having or one of the many reasons having it is so important. So in other words, if we have a 5% organic matter, it will hang on to two and a half to five inches of rain. I tend to gravitate towards saying the lower end towards a half inch per percentage point of organic matter based on running the numbers and how many pounds are in a gallon and how many gallon are in an acre inch of rain. But the the fact is, it does help hold water. That's why here in ultra southeast Iowa, we are always just 10 days from a drought, because we have a very very light soil, and the organic matter is not anywhere as close to what we want, and so consequently we are 10 days from a drought, and it can be raining the day I say it. If you go back and are onto our Facebook page, and you look back into June, we put up a post, and what it was was a neighbor's field four miles away versus our own personal cornfield. Our cornfield is far lighter dirt. The difference in value of the farms is probably at least $3,000 an acre and we have the lesser valued dirt. This other farm though has been worked in, they have done all of the things that I'm gonna talk about here as being incorrect, they've done them all. And when we got into that hot dry spell there in June, one of the guys that helps us here on the farm went out and he shot a picture of our field and he drove straight to the other field and it looked like dull pineapple. It literally was just pineappled up to who laid the rail. It was hurt bad, and the yield is going to suffer significantly. Even though they have better-looking dirt, they do not have near the organic matter that we have because we've worked very diligently to build that. Also, every 1% percentage point of organic matter will release 30 pounds of nitrogen, 6 pounds of phosphorus, and 3 pounds of sulfur. Isn't that interesting that that sulfur to nitrogen ratio is exactly what we said? 10 pounds of N for every one pound of S. The organic matter holds 30 pounds of N, 3 pounds of sulfur. The ratio is right there. In addition, having adequate organic matter will significantly reduce erosion and help with that. I'm going to share some things out of a book called Hands-On Agronomy from Neil Kinsey. I don't normally like to read to you, but there are some things in here that I just feel are super important to know and to grab one of the points that he makes is that we do need to understand that if we have high humus levels we can expect copper deficiencies we would expect copper deficiency so we want to make sure that we can uh, work around that he also talked about the fact that humus and organic matter are terms that are used interchangeably when he is referring to organic matter he says i am not talking about undecomposed residues i am not talking about undecomposed residues." is referring to those organic residues that are completely decomposed. One of the big advantages is that it will release nutrients out of the humus over a growing season, kind of cafeteria style. Instead of just dumping them all loose in the spring, it continues to spoon feed those plants. That's one of the big advantages of adequate organic matter. It also helps in the solubilization of plant nutrients from the insoluble minerals. As you guys are well aware, I've talked many times a corn plant, a bean plant, they do not eat, they drink. And so what we have to do is get those into some kind of a soluble form so that we can get them into the plant. As we start looking at some more things about organic matter, one of the things that he talks about the fact is that in circumstances where we need to have larger and ever-increasing amounts of nitrogen and fertilizer minerals will be required just to maintain the normal crop yield. In other words, the more fertilizer we use, the more we have to use. I've talked many times about commercial fertilizer can actually be much like methamphetamine. What it takes to get the job done today is not what it'll take to get it done tomorrow. And we please need to remember that large applications of nitrogen consume larger amounts of calcium, as well as they burn up crop residues and humus. Yes, you can get increased yields for a few years with this stored up wealth of humus, but eventually you will have to account for that withdrawal. Way back in the late 70s and early 80s here in southern Iowa, we had millions of acres of soil that was in pasture and we ripped out all the fence rows and we farmed her ditch to ditch and the first 4 or 5 years it worked really great. They poured the anhydrous to it, they poured the other stuff to it and it had such great humus that it produced and it looked like this was going to be a great idea. The problem was 5 years later All of a sudden, it wasn't such a great idea. And to get the same yields, they were having to put on enormous amounts of fertilizer. And so consequently, what we didn't realize or what we didn't give credit to was how important that humus is and what it would do to help us. He also goes on to say that very high organic matter, talking about 6% or above, or low organic matter, less than 2%, will restrict manganese availability. So in the event that we're outside of those parameters, if we're not between two and a half percent and six percent, then we need to be very suspicious and be tissue testing to make sure that we have maintained adequate manganese levels throughout the growing season, and we might need to address that. So let's talk specific. What is it that we've got a little information here? Now, what is it that we're going to do? What do we need to do? How are we going to Make it better. Well, first let's talk about what we need to not do. What are the things that destroy organic matter? Obviously, we're going to reduce organic matter levels if we're selling the residue off, if we're chopping silage. Now, the key to that is obviously guys chop silage and I totally appreciate that. But the guys that are chopping the silage are hopefully taking that manure from that feedlot back to the same field. Therefore, we end up with a zero sum game and actually works out to the benefit of the farmer. What else can we do? Tillage. The more tillage we do, the less organic matter we have. And in particular, we have a problem with wet tillage. And so I want to make sure that we talk about this. In his book in here, Dr. Kinsey was discussing that he had a grower who had worked very hard to take a farm from 2% organic matter up to 4.5%. It took him about five years. We've had the pleasure of working with someone who started out with an organic matter they weren't happy with, and we were able to double his organic matter. I want to talk about how we did that in a minute, but in five years. This grower had actually beat that. He had went from 2 to about 4.5% in only five years. And then they had a very wet spring, and everybody got nervous. And so this farmer went out, and as soon as he could get the disc in the ground, and it wouldn't ball up, he started working ground. And he just kept working ground. Of course, every day it got drier and drier and drier. Later in the year, obviously, the ground that was worked wet didn't look very good. And so he contacted Neil and Dr. Kinsey came about and said, listen, why don't you start pulling some soil tests? And he pulled all these tests on all these different fields. He said, some look pretty good, some look great, some look terrible. And he Neil looked at the tests And he said, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to suggest or guess that this field was the very first field you worked. And the guy was like, yep. He goes, and then you went to this one and to this one and to this one. And this one over here was last. And the farmer was like, how did you do that? And he said, well, because when you work it wet, you destroy organic matter. So tillage hurts organic matter. Wet tillage really hurts organic matter. And we need to keep that in mind as we go about our business. I understand some years you just can't wait that you get to that point where it's either do it now or don't do it at all. We just have to have our eyes wide open. And it's why we want to do everything we can to have those levels as high as possible for that year when we are forced to do the wrong thing. We know it's the wrong thing as long as we know and we're aware and we're cognizant about fixing it and we have built up something in the bank before. We can get away with that. Obviously, we destroy organic matter with the overuse of fertilizer. So let's talk about how we're going to build it. Well, the first thing is, and you guys, I've done a couple of live videos about this. The first thing is stop doing what destroys it. I did a video, and it was it called about rehab. You know, and the fact of the matter is we, we had several articles that were written. It was even the actual cover story on a farm magazine that said, does your soil need rehab? And the answer is no, it does not. The grower needs rehab because rehab is all about quitting, quitting something that is bad for you. That's rehab. So if we're working our soils too much, if we're working our soils too wet, if we're overusing fertilizer, those are things that are going to hurt us. So number one, don't destroy them. Go through rehab yourself. Number two, let's talk about one of the best ways to build that organic matter is to increase root size our goal with everything that we do is to come in with proper fertilization which is going to equal bigger roots which is going to equal more organic matter the amount that we lose from roots converting over to organic matter versus residue on the top of the ground converting over it's much higher conversion for the roots we lose over 90 percent of the residue So only 10% of our residue ends up becoming organic matter. However, it's much higher for the roots. Proper fertilization. I'm not talking about just rolling the N, P, and K to it. I'm talking about proper fertilization, meeting every need that that plant has, doing a soil test, making sure if we need secondary nutrients, then we're putting those on. If we need micronutrients, we're applying those because all of those things will help make a healthier plant a bigger root, and more organic matter. And lastly, I would share with you that we have a product, we call it WEX, and it has been well, well studied that that WEX product will increase the root mass, dry root mass of a corn plant between two and four ounces. So what does that mean? It means that if you're using the WEX product at the high rate, you're getting it out there and you're getting another two ounces of Of just the low end, two ounces of roots for every plant in the field, and you're planting 30,000 plants, what happens? You end up with an extra 3,750 pounds, all because you spent that five bucks an acre that made your chemicals work better, made your corn grow better, increased your yield, and netted you somewhere in today's dollars, according to Beck's PFR work, it's going to be somewhere north of nine bucks an acre. One little tip right there that you can implement to make your life easier and make your life better. As I said, we had the pleasure of working with Jerry and we saw his organic matter double in only five years. And those things are very exciting to us because we know when he increases the organic matter, he increases the ability of his soil to release nutrients throughout the season. It increases the ability of his soil to hang onto water so he's more drought tolerant. He takes that stress better and it increases yield. That's the bottom line. Guys, if you're interested in this subject, feel free to give us a call or send us a text at 641-919-1206. If you haven't followed us on Facebook, we encourage you to jump on there and type in A Better Way to Farm. We would love to have you join our community there. And if you found value in what we did today, would you please give us a rating on the platform that you listened to us on? And I would really appreciate it if you would share this with a friend. Thank you so much for taking your day and sharing it with us. And I really hope you are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.